Isn't hitting cross court super boring? Maybe, but it's super effective. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to log on to iTunes and subscribe to Find Your Aha Moment so you get notified each morning with our fresh episode. So today's topic, isn't hitting cross-court super boring? Perhaps. But first, let's take a look at some math. First, the height of the net. In the middle of the net, it's three feet high. On the ends, it's three and a half feet. So why not hit cross-court where the net is lower and you're reducing your margin for error? Secondly, the length of a court is 78 feet from one baseline to the other. But if you go caddy corner from one corner to the other, whether it's the deuce or the add, you get a whopping four and a half extra feet to hit into. That's 82 and a half uh, feet of space. So not only do you have a lower net, but you've got more space to hit into. Number three, let's take a look at the court grade or the slope of the court. If you've ever played on a hard court, especially in municipal parks, you'll see a very drastic grade from one side to the other. Typically, it's from the east to west. It's not always that way. The way to notice is you could just eyeball it up or look for the drainage areas. You're going to see a drainage grid or you're going to see some rocks and sediments by the side of the court that absorb a lot of the water from the runoff and the rain. So now, typically, for a hard court, you're going to get a, a grade of one inch per 10 feet. So a tennis court is plain surface is 60 feet wide. So you're talking about a six inch drop from the deuce court running over to the sideline on the ad court. That's going to be very significant. So let's say you have that east-west slope and you're hitting cross court. You're now if you're going backhand to backhand, and I'm imagining the deuce court's higher and it drains towards the ad court, you've got your player running downhill towards their backhand, okay? That could be a significant advantage. And, of course, if you're in that scenario, if you went to the deuce court, you would reverse it. Now, on a clay court, it's less severe because the grade's only one inch per 30 feet, so you're not going to get the profound slope. And mostly the reason is because the court can absorb a lot of the water. With hard courts, they want to run the water off more quickly so it dries. Uh, so that's why they have that one inch per 10 feet. So pay attention to the court grade when you get there. A lot of people overlook that. Now, why hit cross court? We've seen the math. Obviously, the percentages are higher, but isn't hitting cross court super boring? Yeah, it can be, right? But it's super effective. In many ways. One, there's a lot of nuance here, right? If you're hitting cross court and you're playing the ball safely, you just want to get really good at hitting a high shot tolerance cross court 10, 12, 13, 15 shots in a row, because this is going to be your default action when you get into pressure points. When it's for all, it's deuce, you're in a tiebreaker. You need that default action where you can just groove the ball. Cross court, 
over and over. And no two shots are alike. So what you're looking for is a little bit of nuance. You catch one a little bit better or you catch it with a little bit more angle and suddenly the court opens up and it's time for a directional change. And a lot of times you can just keep easing people backwards or off the court without taking a lot of risk. So one of the most important things to do is hit a lot of cross-court balls. Play games when you're hitting cross-court. Uh, count how many you can hit in a row cross-court with your partner. Do it with slice. Do it with topspin. Do it with flat balls. Really explore all the angles and shapes that you can get hitting cross-court. One of the things I like to do is just start right about two feet behind the baseline and just hit neutral ball rallies cross-court. And just do that over and over in the warm-up. Then what I'll do from there is I'll back up four or five feet behind the baseline and I'll hit big shapers cross court and just really get used to hitting cross court from that far back and just notice what kind of angle and depth and spin that you can get. Then finally, what I'll do for the last part of my cross court drilling is I'll step inside the baseline. I'll have my partner stay at their normal spot and I'll try to take the ball early off the ground hitting cross court. And this is a super challenging workout. Keep score, count your shot tolerance, see how many you can do in a row, and just notice your ball striking when you do this. This is a combination with our other exercise we did the day before with ball striking, and now you're noticing the nuance of cross court. Now, one thing you want to consider here, you're a singles player. You want to hit it and then recover. Hit it and then recover. If you're doing doubles cross court, the recovery is not going to be as necessary because you're shadowing the court and you're pretending you have another player. So if you're doing it as a singles player, make sure you recover a little bit. You don't have to go the whole way to the hash mark, but make sure your feet are activated and you're covering the ball in case the somebody does a directional change. One thing you can do occasionally is have your hitting partner or pro redirect it down the line so you can get a little reward for that recovery and they can keep you honest. But most of the drill should be cross-court and do this on forehand and backhand. I'm doing this a lot right now with the Twins. We're really trying to improve our shot making and really hammer down and lock all doors and windows for this cross-court because I see it all the time on the Pro Tour when they're playing these high-level ranked players. When it really gets down to the critical times of the match, it's who can sustain these cross-court rallies without making an error. Well, I hope that helps you. Good luck with that on the practice court. And thanks for listening to today's episode of Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. And one more thing, don't forget to go into iTunes and subscribe to Find Your Aha Moment. You get notified of our episodes each morning. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to I knew it all.